You're listening to Two Smart Assets with Chris Thompson and Danny Nichols. This is your source for passive investing and real estate syndications. It's time for us to gain knowledge and take action. So let's go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. This is the Two Smart Assets Podcast. I am your host, Danny Nichols, here once again with my co-host, Chris Thompson. Hey, what's going on, Dayman? I'm excited to see you, dude. Great day to be here. Man, it's good to see you too. We got another great episode this week. What are we talking about today, sir? Uh, okay, so today we talked to uh, Billy Sanford. Uh, she's the owner of Ellis Chris Properties. Um, you know, we talked about how she got started in uh, real estate syndications and a uh, little bit of her background. And we also talked about, uh, you know, kind of like vetting sponsors and, uh, you know, just kind of some of the tips and tricks uh, for new investors, you know, looking to get started. Yeah, she brings a lot of great information for uh, for new investors and how to get into apartment syndication, which, you know, we were all starters at one point. So I think this is uh, definitely some relevant information that our listeners can can take away. But uh, a couple quick things before we get started. If you're a fan of the show, please head over to iTunes or uh, wherever you're watching or listening to the show and leave us a rating and written review. This really helps us, you know, kind of grow the podcast, get more and more guests on here and provide better information uh, for the listeners. So that's really what we're trying to do. So we'd appreciate that. Also, if you're a passive investor or looking to get into passive investing, head over to our website at twosmartassets.com. There we have some great resources for passive investors. Uh, you can get our guide to passive investing in apartment syndications. Just a quick overview about how you can get started in apartment syndications. Get over that hump, really. Uh, or check out our sample deal. It's going to give you an idea of what you can expect uh, to receive from an operator when opportunities come your way. You know, we're seeing activity pick up. So it's a great time to, to get educated and be ready for that. Uh, after checking these out, if you have any questions about the topics in either of these documents, hit us up, drop us a line. You can go to our website, twosmartassets.com. We have a contact us page there, or you can find us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're posting every day. Um, send, a me- send us a message there or drop a comment in one of our posts. We'd love to connect with every- each and every one of you. So uh, definitely reach out to us. But uh, that's now that's out of the way, let's uh, transition to the show. Hey everybody, today's guest is Billy Sanford. Billy started her company, Ellis Chris Properties, three years ago when she bought her first multi-unit building. She brings 18 years of experience in construction procurement for hospitals and university systems. And we're very happy to be speaking with her today. Billy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm very happy to be here. I am very excited. Yeah, we're excited to hear from you. Yeah, we are very excited to speak with you. And in fact, uh, so excited. I'm just ready to dive into it because today, you know, we're going to touch on, you know, what we consider, I think all of us probably consider to be a very important topic. And that's um, basically how new investors can uh, begin getting involved with apartment syndications, right? Because at one point in time, we were all brand new to this. And I don't don't know about you, Billy, but I can speak for myself and I could probably speak for Chris as well that, um, you know, we were doing single family stuff before uh, we ever even heard of apartment syndication. You know, we listened to a couple of different podcasts and before you know it, we keep hearing this word syndication, syndication. It's getting repeated over and over again and, you know, kind of just brushed it, brushed it to the side. Didn't really know what it was, <clears throat> but you keep hearing it. And so kind of dove into a little bit more. And, uh, you know, one day after just finding out, you know, what exactly it is and what the potential opportunity is, um, it was like a whole new world just opened up to me. I mean, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, why haven't I been looking at this sooner? I mean, there's just, the opportunity is so great. So um, I I know that, uh, you know, the topic we're going to talk about today is, um, 
you know, getting into apartment syndication. So I think it's very exciting. But uh, before we actually dive into that, uh, let's just kind of rewind a little bit, Billy, and take us back to, you know, what got you started on this journey and how did you get into real estate investing? Well, um, I wanted to find a way to leverage my time and money. Um, I had been out of the traditional workforce when my children were small, and then I went through the divorce. And after my divorce, my time was concentrated on raising my kids and getting them educated. So I kind of ignored my retirement savings. And then one day, I kind of woke up to the fact that my retirement savings was wholly insufficient, and I needed to find a way to catch up on my retirement savings. And I started to go around for investments, and I knew I needed something that made sense to me, something that I could understand, and um, something that had a consistent cash flow to it. So I was in construction procurement, so um, real estate was just kind of a natural thing um, to move from construction procurement to real estate. So I've looked uh, around trying to find out more about it, and I found this weekend course that was in New York, and I went to New York and took the course, and then um, that's when I first started hearing about syndication. Wow, that's uh, that's pretty awesome. So, what did you when you first heard about syndication? What were your thoughts? Were you thinking like, "Oh, I'm immediately out of the gate"? Were you like, "I'm going to tackle this. This is I'm going to own. This is what I want." Or did you have, you know, did it take you a while to get that take that leap? It it took a while for me to um, really get into the syndication end of it, uh, and to start really growing my investor database. Um, you. I had to learn a lot about it to get comfortable with it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is this, so when you first started in real estate investing, did you just jump into a, into syndication? Um, well, my, I first, I bought a two unit, but I was studying about syndication. Uh, oh, okay. All the time. You, and <laughs> I, um, I got some advice that was, well, just buy something, just buy something. <laughs> so I bought this two unit, it was a commercial, it was a mixed use building, kind of a quirky little building. So, but I, I continued to study and learn about syndication and how to get into it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, uh, you know, uh, uh, I think that's great. You know, you kind of had a little dabble into a, a multi-unit there at the beginning and then you, um, just dove into apartment syndication, and to be to be honest, I'm a bit jealous. I wish I would have dove into it uh, sooner in my real estate investing career. But uh, so, just just real quick, can you just touch on that that first unit, that first property you bought? How you know was that a pretty easy buy? Does it did that turn out to be a good investment for you? And did that kind of like push you towards apartment syndication, or was it just a natural, gradual thing that kind of happened? Well, it was a pretty good buy. Um, but I learned some uh, very important lessons from that two unit. And I think one of them was that the main one was how important the due diligence process is and how important um, at the end of that process that you have a business plan in place and that you be able to execute that business plan immediately upon closing, if not a little bit before closing. And to a passive investor who wants to uh, get into passive investing in apartment syndication, 
what that means to them is that they have to understand their partners, their general partners or their sponsor's business plan so that they'll know when things, whether things are going well or not. Exactly. It's important for everybody to kind of be on the exact same page and for that passive investor, you know, you know where they're going and that'll kind of alleviate any other really concerns or questions you might have because you're already aware of what's going on and what's coming down the pipeline. Yeah, and, and to be able to kind of understand that, you know, how the business plan works and how important it is to, you know, a real estate investment, whether it's a two unit, a 10 unit or apartment syndication, right? How important is it to execute uh, on that business plan? It's, it's pretty critical. And I think that's, that's amazing that you, uh, that you learned that early on. And, uh, you know, may, maybe some people, I know I didn't get that at the very beginning. I was kind of just winging it at the time when I first started, like, hope this works out. You know, you do, <laughs> you do your due diligence, but I mean, uh, you know, I'd rather, for me, it's uh, more of a take action thing. You know, it was, uh, let's just get started. And, uh, we'll fail our way through this until we get it right. So, um, but, uh, you know, we want to talk about apartment syndication today. So let's kind of transition into that. And, you know, some of our listeners, uh, they may be brand new to uh, syndications in general. I mean, let alone apartment syndications. So, and, and they may be looking for, you know, the best way to get started. I know, I know I wish I'd, have, I got a lot of help, uh, you know, getting into apartment syndication just through podcasts and reading and talking to other people. But uh, Billy, what, what are some ways new investors can get, start, get started in uh, apartment syndications? Well, I think you mentioned a few of them there um, by just listening to podcasts and reading blog posts and things like that. But the very first thing that I think that someone who's interested in getting into apartment syndication needs to do is to be clear on their goals for investing. Um, they need to know why they want to invest. They need to know how much money they have to invest, um, how, how long they want the money to be invested. Because as you know, um, this, this is not um, a get-rich-quick scheme. You have to be willing to leave your money in for five to seven years. So they need to be aware of that. Um, they need to have savings put aside. So any money they invest in apartment syndication should be above and beyond what they need for everyday life and what they need for an emergency fund. So if they have $50,000 or if they have $51,000 saved and an investment calls for $50,000, then my advice is don't do it. Yeah, it's going to um, be tough. <laughs> yes. So um, that's the number one thing I think that people need to do. Focus on their goals. Um, know why they're doing it. If they're doing it for retirement savings, if they're doing it because they want to spend more time with their children, um, if, they, if they're doing it because they want to travel more, they just need to be perfectly clear on that. And the second thing I think is to get educated. And um, that involves listening to the podcast, reading the blog posts. Um, you have to know the language. Anything that you're new at, you have to educate yourself on it. And you have to know the language because you're going to need to talk to brokers. You're going to need to talk to your general partners. And um, 
who knows, uh, etc. Et there are a lot of people that you'll need to talk to. So you need to be able to speak the language and then you need to be able to understand any type of materials that you're given or have to review. So uh, that's your second step to get educated. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I, I love those points. You know, you got to clarify your goals because there's so many things to invest in, right? Not just how, I mean, if we're just talking about investments in general, there's a million things to invest in, but did you niche down just into real estate in general? And there's so many there. So clarifying your goals, um, you know, why you're doing this and, and does it actually fit in line with your your investment strategy, right? Because, you know, this, like you're saying, you got a five to maybe even 10 year hold on your money, you know, being in this investment, if that doesn't work for you, well, maybe this investment is just, it's not going to, it's not going to fit. Right. So I right. think that, uh, clarifying your goals, that big why and understanding where you are financially, all of that stuff. Uh, that's just, it's so critical. And, uh, that, that clarity on your goals is going to be huge. And then Chris and I on this podcast, we talk a ton about getting educated. Actually, that's what this, that's what this podcast is for, right? We want to be able to talk with people like you, Billy, and even educate you. We want to educate ourselves as much as long as, and with the listeners too, you know, that's what this is all about. So getting educated is, uh, is, is paramount. And I think, uh, it's funny cause Chris and I, um, before, you know, the whole coronavirus thing, we really enjoyed going to live conferences. I mean, we read the books, we listen to the podcasts, we do all this stuff every day, right? But it was like, we really enjoyed going to, to live conferences because you get to say, shake some hands, meet some new people, just kind of get out of your comfort zone a little bit. And uh, I got to tell you, I'm missing it. I mean, I know they do a, a lot of this virtual stuff now, but I'm missing the live conferences for sure. <laughs> Second that. <laughs> I miss it also. But there is a positive to the virtual stuff because um, you get sometimes more one-on-one -on -one time than you do at a conference, um, or you get smaller groups than you do at a conference. And for people who are kind of quiet um, and don't talk a lot, sometimes that's that's kind of helpful. It kind of helps ease that ease that that barrier there. Just kind of be able to sit back and yeah, and not be so forced, you know, in that moment, especially like in a conference, where we're being they're blowing the horn for us to go back inside and like, I didn't even get a chance to speak up because I was kind of hanging out. It also gives you the opportunity to work the room. Like I do a Friday networking every Friday. Oh, well, not every, I don't attend every Friday, but it's every Friday and it's virtual. And so we break out into rooms um, with four or five people. So you work, you basically, you work the whole room. Whereas at a conference, you might not do that. You know, you might not work right. the whole room. So, you know, it's a, it's incredible. You just brought that up about, you know, going to the, the virtual webinar and bringing up into rooms. I had been uh, attending a, a number of virtual uh, webinars over the last few months. And actually one I attended recently did this. And this was the first time I saw it. You know, you get to the beginning of the webinar and I kind of break you off into, into segmented rooms where you have a couple people you can interact with. And I just thought that was awesome. You know, cause you really, you really get to connect with those people instead of, you know, just the, the webinar or whatever starting. And then, uh, and then, you know, you don't really have, as much time to interact with people individually and get to know them and build those relationships. So I thought that the breaking off into rooms was incredible and I'm glad you brought that up. Um, yeah. Okay. So uh, one thing that uh, we talk about on the show a whole bunch and you know, you kind of talk, you kind of touched on it uh, a little bit earlier, but we talk about due diligence about as much as anything else, you know, mm -hmm. uh, for passive investors and for us and many others, 
the three main focal points uh, we evaluate as passive investors uh, in real estate syndications, we could even say specifically apartment syndications, are their sponsor, the market, and then the deal. And we mm-hmm. consider those to be in that order of priority, right? You know, the sponsors uh, being the most important, followed by the market, and then the deal itself. So mm-hmm. performing this due diligence on the sponsor, you know, before making an investment is absolutely critical. This is, this, is a, this is something you can't skip, right? So what are some tips or questions passive investors should be asking to potential syndicators before making an investment? Yes, so due diligence is actually what my third step. And oh, okay, perfect. <laughs> I, um, I, I think that it's very important that they vet their sponsor very carefully. Um, they should be asking about their sponsor's background, how many deals they've done. Um, and if your sponsor is new, like sort of like I am, but you, <laughs> it doesn't mean that you can't do a deal with them, but you have to ask for references and you can consider their experience in, in industry or, or corporate America, wherever they had their, got their experience from. Um, you should um, ask about their experience with the type of asset class. Um, you know, the different asset classes, A, B, C, or D, what their experience is, and if it matches um, the, the type of deal that you're looking to get into with them. And if they don't have the experience, you should ask about their partner's experience. Those are just a few of the questions um, I think you need to ask. Those are some great, great questions. And uh, I do think that, uh, you know, one thing you need to, the one thing that I really want to hit on that that you kind of touched on a little bit was, you know, background references and experience. Those are the three things, right? So those are, those are huge. And if you have, if you know the background of maybe the individual, the syndicator itself, and then also you have references and then um, of people that have worked with and then also experience. Um, I think it's huge because one thing that I, I want to just make clear to somebody who's new to syndication is that this is a team game. You know, it's not just one person say, say maybe somebody uh, hasn't had 25 years of experience doing apartment syndications, right? Well, that that's just one piece of the puzzle. You know, the rest of the team, they might be heavy hitters in this, you know, and it's, it's important to be able to evaluate, you know, everybody on the team or even just the team as a whole, because everybody's going to bring something special um, to that investment into the project. So I think that's, that's huge. Chris, did you have something you want to say about that? No, I was just, I, yeah, I was just going to just touch on, like, I realize that some of those are kind of a little harder, harder subjects to approach, you know, when you're going to somebody who's, less experienced, you know, and just, I think it's just important to get comfortable asking those type of questions because they're not common questions that we run into in day-to-day life and you're not, you don't really dive too deep into something specific like that. But in this game, you know, we're all allowed to basically ride on each other's resumes, you know, and, and we're successful by association and, you know, just being to being able to like expand our network and bring in the people like, like Danny's saying, you know, just, People, people are rock stars in their own way and just being able to connect everyone, you know, you don't have to be completely successful in this by yourself when we can, when we have like a whole team of people that are together going to make this thing rock and roll. So, I mean, but I, I, I think it's just important just to get used to asking those type of questions of those people, uh, it, at least, you know, as you're starting out with that relationship with them. I think you're absolutely right, Chris, because 
in my experience, every time I've hired a bad contractor, every time I've made a bad hire, it was because I didn't ask those tough questions. So <laughs> I've, I've learned the hard way to ask, ask those tough questions. I feel like sometimes it's kind of awkward to ask things like that. But I, I also feel like, you know, in my experience, like people are pretty forthcoming with that information because they understand the other side of it and they want to know that you need to be comfortable with who you're dealing with. So people are pretty forthright. And I, I think overall, my experience has been like so many people are so open and willing to, to share everything that they have with you to, to at least help you get some kind of footing or something. So uh, it's just, that's just me, my two cents. <laughs> I think you're correct. I mean, it, I have met a lot of really nice people in uh, apartment syndication and everyone is very open, very forthcoming. Um, so I agree. I think that, uh, yeah, and I think this, this speaks volumes about uh, something we touched on earlier and that is get educated. You know, Bill, you said it yourself. This is one of those things you need to be, uh, you know, if you're looking at these kind of deals or looking at these kind of investments, get educated on what questions to ask, you know, and you provided, uh, you know, in my opinion, some of the best topics to hit on, you know, background, references, experience, because that's what you really need when it comes to vetting these sponsors. But, you know, I know even when we're doing, you know, single family stuff and uh, Billy, you touched on, um, you know, hiring contractors. I remember hiring contractors at the beginning and it was an absolute struggle. I mean, I didn't know what questions to ask. I was like, Hey, can you come do this job for me? Thanks. You know, it was kind of, I was, I was definitely not asking the right stuff. So um, I think getting educated and, and being able to ask those questions. And the thing is too, is be careful about limiting beliefs. You know, Chris kind of say, you know, maybe a little bit awkward to ask these questions ask the questions, you know, it's just going to be, you're just going to have to step out and ask them because they're important, right? I mean, there's a lot of stuff you don't want to miss on. So ask the questions, uh, definitely, just so you can kind of get clear on that. But um, so kind of want to touch on something else, you know, we're pretty high on real estate syndications in general. We talk about, you know, mobile home parks, uh, self-storage, and then uh, uh, apartment complexes specifically. We actually talk a lot about apartment complexes, but um, we think uh, this investment vehicle has great potential for many reasons. So, uh, and you know, some of the, there's a lot of pros and cons to this potential downside, all that stuff. So when it comes to investing in apartment syndications, what are some of the cons and reasons to maybe not invest in this investment type? Well, um, I think we kind of talked about one, um, a little bit earlier. One reason is that it's a, it's a long game. So you have to be willing to be in for, five to 10 years when you invest your money. And um, if you can't do that, it's better not to invest. Um, like with some investments like stocks, you can cash out and have your money in minutes, but that doesn't happen in apartment syndication. Um, so you have to know that you have to be ready to be in there for a long time because it's an illiquid asset. So another reason um, is that it takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of money to make um, an investment. Most investments are at minimum 50,000. Um, some are 25,000. I think now during COVID, there may be a few more opportunities around for $25,000 investments, but um, that's a lot of money for anyone. So you have to know that you want to have 
$50,000 tied up for five or like you said, possibly 10 years. Yeah, absolutely. Those are some, those are some great points for sure. And I agree if you're, you got to know what your vesting strategy is for sure. Sorry. You know, it's been a, it's been a great conversation for sure. And, uh, uh, I love talking about apartment syndication and uh, uh, you know rock stars like you, Billy. So it's it's definitely been great. But before we run out of, before we run out of time, we want to shine the spotlight on you. So tell us just what you have going on, Billy. Well, um, if you are interested in apartment syndication, I encourage you to uh, visit my website at elliscrisproperties.com. I have uh, a branded quiz out there. It's uh, what is your uh, investing superpower? So it tells you um, whether investing in real estate is right for you or not. Uh, it tells you whether you might want to be a passive investor or an active investor. Uh, and it goes even a step further and lets you know if syndication is right for you. And if you want to be, whether you will be a lead syndicator or um, a passive syndicator. So I would encourage everyone to hop out there, take the quiz, it's fun. And we have a ton of information out there and we're adding new information every day, so. Awesome. I love it, I love it. Yeah, that's, uh, we're definitely gonna make sure to put all that stuff in the show notes. But before, uh, you know, transition real quick, tell us how our listeners can get a hold of you and you know, kind of get in touch with you if they'd like to do that. Well, um, they can get a hold of me on at, on my website okay. or email me at info at elliscrisproperties.com. Uh, Are you on uh, any sort of, do you have any social media platforms that you kind of, that you're on right now? No, um, no, I do not have, uh, other than my personal, uh, it's, it's connected to my website and, um, I also have the Ellis Chris Investor Club, and I encourage them to join, and we can oh, lead man. them through the um, syndication process. Awesome. Yeah, that's perfect. That's, that's there's a lot of great stuff there, and it sounds like you're providing a lot of great value to potential investors. So we'll make sure to include all of that stuff uh, in the show notes for sure. Um, but uh, you know, love talking with you, love learning more about you, and you know, kind of hearing your story. Um, so thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, Danny. And thank you, Chris. Yeah, that's All right. That's all we have for today to our listeners. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. Head over to iTunes to subscribe to the show. And while you're there, we really appreciate you leaving a rating and written review. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to hear on the show, connect with us on social media or through our website at twosmartassets.com. We look forward to speaking to each and every one of you. Talk to you soon.